Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. And now, coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one, the only, Puckle Podcast. And welcome to episode number 461 of the Puckle Podcast. Puckle stands for the Pokemon Underground Champions League which is something our fearless leader Thatch came up with when he was a wee 16-year-old baby. We talk about everything Pokemon on this show, mainly the video game, sometimes the TCG, sometimes the anime, and sometimes obscure things that everyone has forgotten, like Pokemon typing adventure. Some things are forgotten for a reason. Joining me here today are two wonderful, marvelous co-hosts. The most sublime of them all is Sublime himself. I'm sleepy sublime today. Hello. Mm, it's okay. We'll have you anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and our super fresh, Claude Nine. Hello. I'm Chipper Claude then today. Okay. We can average you guys out and, and have a good thing going. <laughs> it's perfectly balanced, as all things should be. Oh, why did you have to go and do that to me? Now, now, now I have to keep myself from going on a rant about how the MCU crashed and burned right under my eyes, and I still haven't recovered from it. But this is not an MCU podcast, uh, because that would be a, a very complicated acronym to say out loud. That would. That would. <laughs> so... As it is our tradition, I would like you guys to tell me what you guys have been up to lately. Sublime, let's start with you. Let me tell you about a journey mm. in three parts, mm. <laughs> okay, over the last year. Please do. This is the thing I've been thinking about lately a lot, yeah. So, over a year ago, they thought they were really trying something when they released Pokemon Masters for phones. They're like, oh, oh. it's a new phone game that's not Pokemon Go. It's going to make us rich. Oh. And it was garbage. <laughs> and Sublime tried it, and he said, this is garbage. And I walked away. Uninstalled, not interested. Then, halfway through the year, they fixed it, and it was good. Hmm. Mm-hmm. How did they fix They fixed it. it. They, they fixed um. How did they fix it? Uh, they made things a lot quicker to do. Okay. Um, yeah. Fair. They made more fun modes. Like, they added, a, they, they fixed it. Um, they gave you way more rewards because they realized that they had not balanced that at all. And I, and then I kept hearing from various people in Puckle, oh no, it's good now. So I tried it. Mm. And it was good. So I started playing it. And then very recently, third act, final act, let me tell you what happened. They broke it again. No. <laughs> ruined it. 
What did they uh, do? Yeah. They added a stamina system, which gatekeeps how much you can do at a time. Oh. And no. it's very, no. very slow to recharge. No. I don't no. like that. And I'm like, y'all were fixing yourselves. And then you relapse. What's up with that Pokemon Masters? And I'm mad about it. Yeah. And that's what I've been up to lately. <laughs> suffering. You've been up to suffering. Yeah. Well, that's what I've been up to not related to the topic. Because, you know, we don't want to get into that. Yeah. Yeah. No. There's going to be enough of that in the news. <laughs> what about you, Cloud9? Mm. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, you know, I've been playing around with some draft league stuff just, just for fun. Uh, we still have a couple weeks left of that here. And then, but other than that, I, I've been doing the weekly battles with Pimagi for the mm-hmm. YouTubes. And that's been most of my Pokemon has been that and then finding new teams for us to use. And we have a, a super fun one today that I highly recommend mm-hmm. everyone use, but we'll talk more about that later. <laughs> I can't wait because uh, the only Pokemon thing I've been able to do lately is actually taking your other fun team for a spin, the Flapple one with the Clef. The Clef one's phenomenal. Yeah, it was absurd. So for context, for listeners who don't know me, I do not play VGC, and that was a VGC team. I suck at VGC. I've played it maybe twice in my entire life, and I messed it up one of those times. I brought an illegal Pokemon, and I went like... I want to say 11 and 1 with that team on the ladder. Mm-hmm. Granted, I was kind of low down on the ladder, but the team was literally doing the work for me. I was extremely impressed. Yeah. <laughs> like, you, it looked like a meme team, but it wasn't. So the team we have this week will be is meme but is very straightforward, so anyone could take it, play with it, and have some success. And if it's a meme, you know it's fun. Yeah. Oh, it is very fun. And like when I say it's meme, it's you'll understand later. But like I hit Masters with this team. Wow. This okay. uh, this week. So I'm I'm very happy with it. I think I went up to Great Bull and then I just didn't have time to play anymore. But I I do think I could have gotten way higher with the other team. I I wonder if I can still take it for a spin. The rules haven't changed that much from last month. Maybe it's still valid. Well, it's no, it's going so, to be it's it's we'll going to be <laughs> Yeah. Worst case scenario, I use the new fun Mimi team. I, I won't even feel bad about it. Just you wait. If there's any reason to stay, it's to listen to this team that we talk about later. Yes. <laughs> it's it's going to be spicy and juicy and sparkly. I think sparkly is the proper word for it. Sure. <laughs> and look, look, you may think we are cheap for recommending meme teams. I don't know what you would expect from someone who calls themselves Whimsicott, like I do. Whimsicott is like the ultimate, like, gimmicky, meme Pokemon, I think. Well, it's not a meme team. It really works. Like, it can hold its own very, very well. The star of the team, spoiler alert, is friggin' Detene. I don't know how that cannot be a meme. All around Detene, yes. (laughs) So you know it's gonna be good. Well, well, we are are getting a bit ahead of ourselves. We have three entire sections to go through before we get to the Pokemon of the episode team. 
And I think we've blathered on long enough. We can move on to the news. I guess someone is going to cue that epic music. Radio Tower. This just in. And in the news, there is actually a ton of stuff, but luckily some of that is going to end up in the topic, so we're just going to skim over it really quickly in the news segment. Of course, the main piece of news is that we got a new Crown Tundra trailer. It got us a lot of information, including a release date, which is going to be October 22nd, And what I'm hearing is it's actually October 23rd for, you know, Europe and Africa and Asia and Oceania. So maybe it comes out at, I don't know, the same time, but, you know, across midnight. That's what that sounds like. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, right? Like maybe it comes out at, I don't know, 1 a.m. Greenwich Mean Time. Which would work out. Because <laughs> y'all it's in the future. It's going to be weird, though. Like, that's a... Yeah, we still don't know if it's going to be a morning release or a night release. It's sounding like an evening release for you guys, a middle-of-the-night release for us, and a morning release for Japan. Which, I don't know. We'll see. I'm perfectly okay with that. I am not. I like sleep. I need sleep. I'll wait till the next day at this point. I'm too old. <laughs> Same. Yeah. I'm even older than you are. So, <laughs> But uh, along with the release date, we got the official reveal of Galarian Sloking. It's just glimpsed in the trailer, but you can go look it up on the Pokemon.com website. And we're going to talk more about Galarian Sloking in the topic. The legendary Pokemon from previous games are confirmed to return in Crown Tundra. And when I say the legendary Pokemon, I mean all of them. Which, to me, has interesting implications, which will also be discussed in the topic. I'm sorry that I keep saying that, but that's just the way it is this episode. We got the reveal of Dynamax Adventures, which looks very interesting and will also be discussed in the topic. And the Galarian Star Tournament, which is essentially a double battle tournament in which you pick an NPC as your partner, and it looks adorable. There's more news that Sublime is going to give you. There sure is, and that would be about Cap Pikachus, which will be available to be um, acquired in the game uh, as we're leading up to the release of Crown Tundra, but it's important that you act now. Because it's all going to expire after November 30th. Yeah, I cannot understate how underwhelmed I am. It's something to collect, you know. There's people that like collecting all the things, you know. So, yeah, there you go. Yeah, I suppose. I um... mean, you've you've had the chance to get Cat Pikachus before. It's not like it's never been done before, right? Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. I'm turning into the kind of Pokemon 
go player that she's always complaining <laughs> about. You're right. Yeah, uh, but uh, also there's going to be a brand new World Cap Pikachu that's going to be available uh, starting on October 30th. So just in time for Halloween, even yeah. though it's not Halloween themed, mm. it's like it's wearing a costume. Isn't that cute? All right, cute. Uh, they should yeah. bring back Pokemon in costumes. So you can they that would be great. Way. I loved Pikachu in costumes. Those are some yeah. of my favorite ones. Everybody loves like Lucha P- Pikachu. Well, they do it in Go all the time. They just have yeah. all these different like costume Pokemon. Bring that to the real game. Yeah, right? that's what we're missing. People would love that. Could you imagine if they added Squirtle, yeah. Squad Squirtle, or like Squirtle <laughs> Squad Squirtle with the glasses? Even if you can just add sunglasses to a Squirtle, and be people perfect. would live. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's going to be happening on the 30th for the new Pikachu cap. Also, uh, you know you can go to the Cerebee to get all the serial code links, uh, which is available on our Discord. And um, already right now, several of the Pikachu caps, or cap Pikachus are already available, so get into it. Yeah. But now, at long last, the moment we have all been waiting for since summer of 2016, there will finally be a way... To transfer Pokemon from Pokemon Go into the main game. Or at least to Pokemon Home, if they're you know, allowed in Galar. So that Pokemon yeah. announced that by the end of the year, there will be direct compatibility between Pokemon Go and Pokemon Home. Uh, and players that do this will get to trigger two different events. One in Pokemon Go, which gives you the mystery box. So for those players that didn't buy Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee can finally get the Miltan box and start catching mm. Miltans. Um, but if you do it in Pokemon Home, it also gives you a G-Max Mel Metal, which you can use in oh. Sword and Shield. Finally! Yeah. Uh, more specifics are still unknown, but there appears to be some sort of some type of limitation on how often you could transfer I mean, which can be bypassed probably by paying and microtransactions and so on and so forth. But details still forthcoming on that, yeah. Yeah, there was a thing on Twitter because Serebi said you're going to have to pay coins to transfer your Pokemon. And then Joe found more information and it was like, okay, no, you don't have to pay to transfer, but there's a cooldown and you pay to reduce the cooldown. That's Which fine. is more reasonable. Yes. yes, I agree. Although, you know, technically you could technically already get stuff from Pokemon Go to Sword and Shield. It would just be very convoluted and limited. Yeah, you have to go through, yeah, Let's Go Pikachu. Yeah, you go from Go to Let's Go, from Let's Go to Bay, uh, to Home, and then from Home to Sword and Shield. Yes, but you can't go Yeah, to and only for counter Pokemon. Right, right. That's the limitation that's being broken. Yeah, but this is great. I'm yeah, excited. It's... I, had, I had a whole bunch of, like, shiny mons i don't need to actually keep anymore yeah now all those extra shinies that you weren't able to trade away can actually go into your main game which is cool Uh, speaking of the main game the wild area has shifted and for the month of october it will unsurprisingly feature various ghosts and dark pokemon like gmx gengar and grim snarl the event will run until october 31st so just until halloween and of course as every month there might be a special weekend-long event around the middle of the month. So keep an eye out for that because they come out like just before the weekend and they are over by the time we get to you on Monday. So you have to, you have to like maybe stick around the Discord to find out. 
there's some video game battling news that Sublime has covered. Yes. Sorry, y'all. I, ooh, I need that caffeine. I don't have that caffeine yet. But here's what's happening, y'all. There's going to be a new tournament. Uh, not new tournament. New online competition that's going to be doubles format. And it's called the Battle of Legends. Uh, which is really exciting because you're allowed to put one legendary Pokemon on your team from... Um, a long list. It's not every legendary. It's the ones that were already are already in the game before the Crown Tundra comes out. But that's still a lot of legendaries, you know. And there's some mythicals in there. You could do Melmetal, Zacian, like yeah. So there's a lot of legendaries you can already use uh, before Crown of Tundra, and you can use one of them in this uh, upcoming competition. So that'll be fun uh, to build a team, including mm-hmm. one of those. Uh, registration is open until the 15th of October. And the event's going to be that same weekend that there might be some shiny events, the 16th through the 18th. And uh, mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not so sold on this prize, but you'll get 50 BP for participating. That's better than nothing. That's better than it's, nothing. Yeah. I, I like what, uh, do you remember in, uh, it was during Sun and Moon where they would give the shiny tapus? Yeah. For mm-hmm. participating. And I'm like, give us a shiny something cool. That, that would be really cool. Mm. Yeah. But in other news, we do have a new ranked battle season that started in October and it's going to run through October. It's going to continue with the Series 6 rules, which by far is my favorite series so far. There's just so many wacky mm. fun strategies you get to do with the top like 16 most used mons banned for now. I understand that, but I also feel personally offended by what you just said. I understand, and I'm I'm sorry that Whimsicott isn't here, but Whimsicott is too good. Thank you. Thank you. However, we do have uh, news that uh, from the release day of Crown Tundra, Series 7 rule set has also been announced. So Series 7 will probably take place November 1st, and will contain all the 16 previously banned Pokemon, along as all the new <clears throat> Crown Tundra additions, probably excluding any mm, like good. banned legendaries and mythicals and whatnot. So mm-hmm. I think we get to have some of our old friends back, like Garchomp Yay. and Nidos, I think, were revealed. Would that not include Landorus? I don't know. It might include Landorus. That might and include then... Landorus, you guys. Oh, I take back it's... my yay. <laughs> so I'm personally hoping that it's all the new Pokemon, not including mythicals, legendaries, in that s- side. This way we can have a little break before the the reign of Landorus takes over. The return of the king! Ugh, somehow I do not think we're going to get the period of grace. But I, I can see them bringing it back because we did have uh, Cobalion, Terrakion, and Brizian once Crown Hunter came out. Yeah, but they're not Land. I just hate it so much. But they're on the anyway. same vein, but yeah. I know, exactly. Yeah, I know, I know. I just, I'm not saying you're wrong. I just, I'm just saying I hate it. <laughs> and this wouldn't be a new segment without Pokemon Go news. First of all, the Feeling of Victory special research has launched and completing it will give you a Victini encounter. There is a collaboration with Longchamp that is running October 2nd through October the 8th. Curlia and Shinx with top hats will be in raids, which I find very exciting, actually. Oh, I that is Dapper. I love well. that. Ooh. Right? 
Krogunk with a backwards cap will be in the wild and in photo bombs because you need to cater different kinds of fashion. I like that. Smoochum with a bow is going to be in eggs. Shiny Cricketood will be available because it is a dapper boy itself. And there will be special research about it. Increased spawns of Mareep, Skitty, Roselia, Blitzel, Cottony, Mincino, and Gothita are also abounding. So Cottony counts as a fancy Pokemon. And I'm all about that. Then, from October 9th, so the day after the dance, through October the 12th, a very short special autumn event will be held. Deerling will be added to the game, I'm guessing with its autumnal form. Berries will be twice as effective with body Pokemon and Pineup Berries will double in value. That's very good. Berry-themed research will be present as well, and various autumn-themed Pokemon will be spawning more during this event. I don't quite know which they will be, because the announcement didn't say, even in the in-game news. We'll find out what's considered an autumnal-themed Pokemon soon. Exactly. (laughs) I'm guessing Pump. We don't have Pumpkaboo yet, so... The only thing I could think of is Deerling, like autumnal Deerling, you know? Exactly. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Also, can we give the shiny Cricketot a monocle? That's what I want for the Cricketot. Oh, that would be fun. Yes. Oh, yeah, a monocle that would be to go so with this cool. Yeah, that'll be good. All right, but uh, also happening at Pokemon Go is Community Day is going to be on the seventeenth. It's going to be from eleven a.m. to five p.m. in your local time, and uh, it's going to be a Charizard. But, but it has a different move it can learn this time. No more Blast Burn. Mm. No, no. This one gets Dragon Breath. Mm. Also, A Tale of Tales is going to be a purchasable research. And this is a good one. Mm. I, you know, it always depends what the, like, triple or the bonus is. This is triple Stardust during the event, so that's good. That's really Yeah, that's nice. That's a nice mm-hmm. one. Never have any Stardust. Nice. Yeah, also beginning October 5th all the way through October 30th, players will be able to redeem one remote raid pass per week. And you must oh, have less free? than That's three good. in order to redeem, and each pass must be redeemed within the week it's offered. So get on that, yeah. Cool. Mm, fair enough. Niantic has announced a new event for this week, Sunday, October 4th, from uh, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Well, I mean, this is... This oh, is, this is yeah. pointless. This is gone. Yes. Because oh. <laughs> by the time you listen to this, but this is going to happen. Oh, well, well, what happened exactly. was there was a special time research uh, to get an incense incubator, a lucky egg, fast TM, charge TM, star piece, and more. With Team Go rocket balloons appearing in great numbers. Also have times two lucky egg duration, times two stardust duration, times two catch experience, times two hatch experience, and half egg distance for eggs and incubators. <sighs> there will also be a special box giving... Uh, 30 Ultra Balls and one for one Pokecoin available from tomorrow through to Monday. So listen to this on Monday. Buy That's interesting. Buy the Ultra Balls for one coin. That's pretty good. It's nice. Uh, several of the features that were upgraded in response to the pandemic are starting to be rolled back. Uh, hatch distance has been returned to normal. Uh, incre- uh, incense increased effectivity only applies while walking. Uh, Buddy Pokemon only gave you gifts once per day now. So... I am not okay with this because uh, same yeah because it's, we're still in a things are not normal <laughs> by any stretch of the imagination so this is I I don't like this um, at all 
But uh, my feelings about Niantic's policies aside, we have some pot cool news. And it's good news because we hit our $1,000 per month stretch goal on Patreon. Go us and thank you to all of our patrons. Puckle will then design badges for the full league and patrons at the $15 tier in November will receive them for free. If you are not a $15 patron in November, don't worry because you can purchase the badges for $20. These badges look amazing. That is all. They are freaking fantastic and I can't wait until everyone can see them. But... This new segment was incredibly long, and I think it's time for us to move on to the super fun segment of our episode, Puckle Spokey Quiz, where I'm going to quiz my fellow co-hosts on their absolutely insane Pokemon knowledge. And welcome to Puckle's Poke Quiz, the part of the show where Thatch, usually but today me, quizzes someone on their absolutely insane Pokemon knowledge. Sublime and Claude are going to be working as a team to guess the answers to five Pokemon-themed questions. Each question is worth at least one point. The system is complicated. I will not get into it. There is a lifeline in the form of a hint that they can decide to take for one of the questions. If they don't use the hint and they get at least one point for each of the five questions, they can cash the hint at the end for a total of eight possible points. As always, we would like to remind everyone that this segment of the show is brought to you by AnimeGravy.com, your one-stop shop for all things anime, nerd, D&D, and just amazing in general, because they're amazing people, they do amazing stuff, and we love them. Truth. Love them. Yeah, they're great. Absolutely. They also offer you, the listener, a chance to be entered in a raffle for a $20 credit to AnimeGravy.com. All you have to do is submit a trivia question to the trivia channel in our Discord and have that question read on the show. I didn't mention that we are also competing for a $20 credit to PokemonCenter.com, which I won the last time around. And that whimsical Halloween plush is going to be. <laughs> but enough bragging about me. This time I'm not the one competing. I'm the one using you guys' question to try to stump my fellow co-host. So without further ado, if you guys are ready, I will move on to question number one. All right. Sounds good. Okay, this question comes from Bowling for Bear, and they want to know, other than Mew, what is the only pure psychic-type evolutionary line capable of learning Steel Wing by TM? So pure psychic that learns Steel Wing. Mm-hmm, by TM. And isn't Mew. By TM. Okay. By TM, okay. And isn't Mew, and it's pure psychic. And it's an yes. evolutionary line, so I don't. So it's not. Yes. I was like, "Oh, Zatu, probably." And I'm like, "Oh, yeah. wait, it's gotta be pure psychic." Pure mm. psychic. Interesting. It's not pure psychic. It's, it's not, not pure psychic. psychic. So it's Zatu. Is what I'm hearing then. No, no, no. What 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 I'm saying is that Zatu is not pure psychic, so it cannot be the answer to the question. 
the question wants a pure psychic type. Ah, so that's what I thought. Psychic okay. that can learn yes. stealing. Okay. Yes, by TM. All right, let's. That see. is interesting, isn't that? Hmm. I don't think it's Alakazam, and there goes all. I think the pure psychics in Gen One. I don't think it's Espeon. Don't think it's Grumpig. Oh, don't forget Hypno, but I don't Hypno. think it's Hypno either. Hypno is Hypno. But I don't think it's Hypno either. <laughs> hmm. Um, at the time, it was Curlia and Gardevoir, but not anymore. I could maybe see Chimeco learning it. That wouldn't surprise me if Chimeco somehow learned it. That's a maybe, good thought. Yeah. It's uh, a starting point. Gen 4? Uh, psychic types. There's a whole Elite 4 person. I can't think of anything they have. A Bronzong. Yeah, besides the Um, Then Gen 5 has Reuniclus and Gothita. Um, That would be weird, but I could somehow see see Reuniclus having Steel Wing. I can't, but maybe it does. I mean, yeah, stranger things have happened. And then Um, Gen 6 would would be Could it be Meowstic? I don't know why it would. That'd be weird, right? Wouldn't that be weird? I am going to need an answer pretty soon, guys. Uh, This is a hard... That's such a bizarre... That's so bizarre. Um, it's pretty yeah. hard. Uh, yes. Uh, let me think. Because there's, there's got to be something... Because uh, the only other thing I can think of, which is Gen 6, is what? LGM and BEM? Well, that's Gen 5, but yeah. 5? Same thing? That's the only other like psychic type I can think of that can well, realistically possibly get it. I think that would make sense-ish, though, because, you know, they they UFOs. UFOs fly in the sky. So. All right. You want to go with it? That's better than nothing. I mean, I can't think of anything else. It's either that or Chimeco. It's that or maybe Chimeco. <laughs> you guys need to pick one. As weird as that sounds. That sounds so bizarre. All right, I'll, I'll use Sublime. You pick. Oh, no. Uh, let's go with let's go with the Behem line, then. Sure. Sure. The Behem line is correct. Good job, guys. It hey, is, I think, because oh, they do fly wow. in UFOs. <laughs> That's amazing that you got that it. That is wild. Great job. That was, yeah, that was wild. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I like that. <laughs> when, I, when I read this question, I was like, wait, why? And then, oh, the UFO. It's, it's a disc. It's sharp. It makes sense. Kind of. Mm-hmm. Okay. Barely. <laughs> I will try to balance that out with a question that I think is much easier. It comes from Sleeve McDuskull, which I guess they updated their name for the Halloween season. Which time cannot be changed into by any Pokemon with access to Libero or Protean? Okay, so what type cannot be changed into, or what Pokemon with Protean, or I'm a, is it just Protean or Libero too? Protean and Libero. I assume it's, it's yeah. both, yeah. So both. What type cannot yeah. be changed into? Exactly. So, Pokemon that so gets it's a protein. Type, it's a move that they can't. Neither one has. Yeah. So it's right. Greninja, Cinderace, and, Cinderace. and then Kecleon, right? Does yes. It really mm-hmm. it? Yes, it does. Yeah. So the first thing that comes to mind is Fairy. That seems right. I think you nailed it. That's the only thing that I can think of, but I don't know Kecleon's move pool because it's so deep. Yeah, normal types get everything. <laughs> I'm trying to think because they definitely have. Uh, let me start counting them off. Fire, definitely. Water, yes. Grass, yes. So the starter's out. They have electric. They have... They have flying. They flying, have ground. They have, ground. they have poison. Poison, ice. Fighting. Fighting. Bug. That's ten. Do they get dragon? Hmm. Dragon. Dragon's the only one I don't know. Fairy, I don't know. I'm pretty sure they get steel. They, have, they get steel. 
I feel like Kecleon would get Dragon Claws, you know? I don't know, but I feel like it would, you know? Yeah, I, I can see that. Then let's just go with Fairy then and hope for the best. Unless something gets like Baby Doll Eyes or Charm. Fairy type stuff gets very limited distribution, right? Like, maybe you get Play Rough, but I don't see any of these things getting Play Rough. I do need an answer, guys. Alright, let's go with it. Yeah, let's, uh, we'll say Fairy. Fairy. Alright, Fairy is correct. <laughs> and it's correct for all the reasons you listed off, and also because it cannot be a hidden power type. Oh, because it can't be a hidden power type. That's right. Exactly. Ah, yeah. Exactly. Or hidden power. <laughs> can't be hidden power. I forgot yeah. about hidden power. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's sad that, I mean, it's kind of sad that we had to forget about it. Not so sad if you think about it in a different, well, anyway, we don't get hidden power anymore. You're going to be so sad when Landorus comes back. Let's just say that. <laughs> Yeah, but Intimidate was nerfed slightly, so... Yeah. The fact that we don't have hidden power anymore means that at least you can't use Landorus to counter Landorus. So, that's something. (laughs) Now, the third question, as always, is going to be a Pokedex question. The way the Pokedex question works is I read off a Pokedex entry, and if you guys can guess the Pokemon from the first Pokedex entry, you get two points. If you guys... Don't guess it from the first one. I'm going to read you a second one. And if you guess then, you get one point. All right, let's do it. This question comes from Coil Builder. This Pokemon's fire red entry states, Its huge and magnificent wings can keep it aloft in the sky. It can remain flying a whole day without landing. Who's that Pokemon? It's huge, magnificent wings. So it's got big wings. Altaria is the first thing that pops into my head, uh, just because of the big cloud wings. Uh, you could think things like Pidgeot, but I don't think that would be that. Impressive, or like what it would put as its entry, yeah. Yeah, it, it would be more like impressive there. I don't think it's any of the birds, like the legendary birds. No, I don't think that's what a legendary entry would be. Yeah. It's like, we'd expect them to be able to fly all day. You wouldn't have to say it. Noctowl would have something to do with the moon or nighttime. Uh, and I don't think Noctowl's wings are particularly magnificent either. No. I think it might just be Altaria. That's the Let's p- try that. That's, that's a So I'm going to read yeah. you a second Pokedex entry. Okay. It, it's not Altaria. Okay. It's Pokemon Crystal Entry States. It uses Crystal. its long beak to attack. It has a surprisingly long reach, so it must be treated with caution. Is it? So I'm uh, thinking Firo. Firo? Firo got a long beak. It doesn't have magnificent wings, but I mean, sure. But it's got a long beak. Would this not just be ho then? Huh. I mean, maybe. I guess. I mean, ho has magnificent wings and a beak, so... Yeah. I, I, I think it's one of the two. But I, I, you're right, it could very well be Firo. So? I oh, think no, it's no. Firo, because why would you just talk about Ho-Oh's beak when it could just burn things to a, you know? It just yeah. burns thing anew. I think it's Firo. All right, let's do Firo. Okay, Firo is correct. <laughs> Good job once okay. again, guys. Okay, it was the beak. The beak helped. The beak helped. Yes, yes, yes. Oh. That That is why Coil Builder no selected idea. that entry for the second one. Firo is like 50% beak. 
Yes. <laughs> Not really. That's a big beak. It's the magnificent wings, though, that got me. So they'd be thin coa. It's like, your wings are not heavy. magnificent, Firo. I guess they are. I guess I underestimated the magnificence of Firo's wings. Yes. Yep. <laughs> All right. You guys are three for three. And now you have the bonus point question coming up. This question has three answers. I'm going to give you one point for each of the first two you name. You can try to name the third one for bragging rights, I guess. I'm still not going to give you more than two points. So this question comes from Anne Harmonia, and she wants to know what three types have no moves capable of inflicting a non-volatile status condition, which means they have no moves that can give you sleep, freeze, burn, paralysis, or poison. All right, so rock is one of them. That's correct. That makes sense. That's one point. Yeah, that's the only one that popped into my head is that you can't do anything with rock. Um, it's not grass. It's not poison. It's not ice. It's not fire. I feel like I can't think of anything fairy does. Um, I can't think of anything for fairy either. Cause yeah, maybe fairy could be one. Let's con- let's table that as a maybe. Yeah, it's not dragon because dragon breath paralyzes. Yep. What about uh, fighting? Hmm. Fighting, yes. Force palm can paralyze. Yeah, force palm can paralyze. Right, right, right. Um, Not normal because you have tri attack, which can yep. do everything. I don't think it's bug because I think twin needle can poison if I'm not making that. That up. would make sense. It makes sense to be some bug that does some sort of yeah. status. Dark, I don't know. So do you guys want to throw an answer out there? Or... We're work- it's, it's, there's a lot of time. We're working our way. We're working our way. Yeah. So Dark and Fairy are the two I don't know off the top of my head. I don't think it can't be Ghost because Ghost has Lick. Yeah. And the thing about Dark is every single Dark move does something, you know? Yeah. That's what makes me wonder about that. I just don't know any status that comes off. I can't think of any either. Uh, So I guess our answers would be Dark and Fairy is the other two. Okay. I'm going to take those answers and I'm going to tell you that you get one point for those because Fairy is correct and... Okay. okay. What was the last type? Dark is technically wrong because there you have G-Max Snooze, which can put you to sleep, and Fling can burn, paralyze, oh, or toxic right. you fling. if you fling the yeah. right item. Mm, that makes sense. Right, right, right. What was the other type? The other type that you guys missed is Steel. Steel? Yep. I figured there'd be some Steel move that paralyzes, you know? No, there isn't. Yeah, I could have. Hypothetically, yeah. That makes sense. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, it makes sense. Good job, like, remembering stuff like Force Palm. There is some really, like, deep stuff here. Like, do you know why ground doesn't qualify? It's because scorching sand can burn yeah, scorching you. Sands. Scorching sands. Yeah, it's amazing. Okay. It's the new skull. You guys are now five for four. You haven't used your hint yet, and all you have left is your base stat question. Well, we have Yay. to use the hint, though, because we can't cash it in, right? Oh, we can. Yes, you can. We got a oh, I thought right. you couldn't cash the hint in unless you got everything right. Nope. You have to get at least one point for every question in order to be able to cash in the hint. Oh, okay. Yeah. I guess it's because we didn't get the last type. But yeah, we have gotten something every question. Cool. Yes. Yeah. The only the only possible point you missed is the, the second Pokedex point the from try. the Pokedex entry. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So you do still have a hint. All right. Cool. So, 
This question comes from Agent Dragon Game, and they want to know what non-mega evolved, fully evolved starter. What? What? Okay, so what non-mega evolved? Non-mega fully evolved starter. Exactly, non-mega okay. fully evolved starter has the highest base special defense. Special defense? Yes. Special defense. Uh, so my mind went to Empoleon for some reason. Mine went to my boy, uh, Snivy. Oh, you're, it could be it could be Superior. Because Superior is like very tank. Its defenses are higher and the same. I think they're at like, what, 110 maybe? Because if it was Mega, it would definitely be Mega Venusaur. Right. Yes. <laughs> but we're not counting Megas, so... I'm trying to think of just regular Venusaur. But it's definitely not regular Venusaur either. I don't think. I don't think so either. It could be Swampert. I don't think it could be Swampert. Okay, that's fine. Like, Swampert definitely has better physical bulk than special bulk. So... I'm thinking right now that it's superior, but maybe there's something... What about Meganium? No, Meganium has had high HP. Okay. If it... Yeah, then... Let's go through. Well, I, I, I don't think I don't think it's Charizard. I don't think it's Venusaur. I don't think it's Blastoise. Uh, Blastoise has a higher physical defense, doesn't it? Maybe. I thought it had just high defenses in general. It does, but I yeah. Hmm. It's nothing from Johto. No, I don't think it's anything from Hoenn either. I don't, okay. Only thing I thought of. Well, you're right. Uh, Empoleon would have more defense because it's Steel type rather than right. Special defense. Um, I don't think it's Torterra. It could be Superior. I think I it's Superior. All right, let's do it. Okay, is that your final answer? What about, would it be a Gen 8 Pokemon? Uh, no, I think it's Superior. No. Yeah, I think it's Superior. All right. Uh, superior is unfortunately incorrect. I'm really sorry, Sublime. I was cheering oh, on no. Superior. What is it then? It's Primarina, guys. Oh my god! Yeah, fine. Yeah, that makes sense. I guess. I think of Primarina special attack. They're both very yeah, high. Special attack, yeah, defense, but it does like have good special defense. Yeah, they're both very high, but Primarina special defense is 116, which beats out Blastoise at 105 and Empoleon at 101. I think Superior special defense is in the 90s. Not not much higher than that. You, wait, I'm gonna. I need to look up Superior Special Defense. Feel free now, to. I feel like it should be pretty high. <laughs> yeah, let's find out. I'm curious. While you do that, I'm going to tell you that you guys got five points for your game today. No, it's not. How much is it? It was ninety-five. I thought it was higher. Ninety-five. I got that one right. Yeah. All right. So this does change the standings because. Right now, in first place with 27 points, so within, like, a breath of achieving the goal, is Cloud9. Oh my, I'm so close. Striking. Yes, you are. (laughs) Do the next part. (laughs) In second place, we have R Sigma with 25 points, so look out. He can still beat you to it. Oh gosh. Yeah. In third place is P. McGee with 20 points. Fourth is Linian with 19. Fifth is myself with 13. In sixth place, there's Seth Violet with 12 points. In seventh place, we have Sublime with 10 points. In eighth place, there is a tie between Jishiro and Shamu with 12 points. And bringing up the rear is Basket with 5 points. 
And I guess everyone will have to tune in to the next few episodes to, to find out if R Sigma or Cloud9 wins the game or if an underdog comes in from behind and steals it. In the meantime, we are going to scream an iTunes review at you guys. Yes, it is going to be the same one it has been for the past month because people are not writing iTunes reviews for us. If you want the iTunes review to change, write a new one. And after the iTunes review, we're going to go into our topic. We've got another iTunes review this week from NYJets42. Just started listening to this, but I'm already in love with this podcast. Loving each and every one of the segments, and I'm learning a lot about something I thought I already knew a lot about already. Wanted to get back into the competitive scene. This is also really helpful. Keep going and being awesome. Well, thank you for that. If you would like to leave us a review wherever you listen to the podcast, we would really appreciate it. It helps more people find the show. It helps us just grow and become a better community. But we're going to kick things on over to the topic. And welcome to our topic. Our topic of today is everything we didn't tell you about the Crown Tundra trailer in the news and what we think about the Crown Tundra trailer. Because there was a lot of stuff and there's a lot to talk about, in my opinion. First of all, Galarian's looking is finally here. It is psychic poison, like Galarian's Lobro. It has a new ability that removes negative boosts of your ally Pokemon when Galarian's Loking enters battle. So it, it pretty much only works in doubles. It works great in doubles, and it works great for the Dynamax yeah. meta, for VGC specifically, which I think is partially what it was Probably, for. yes. And it has a new attack that does damage and also makes you lose three power points in the last move you used. So it's essentially... Spite on top of an attack, which is interesting, I guess. I'm not such a fan of the design, though. No, there are certain things that it, it could do that are kind of cool, I guess. Like, if you think about, like, uh, any move that Henley has, like, a low amount of power, or a low amount of, like, PP, I should yes. say, like, like body press, I think only has, like, eight. Yeah, that's, that's going to be irrelevant. Being able to lower that type of move down, but... Although, if you used body press on a slow king, you have to ask yeah. yourself, what are you doing? I mean, it exactly. doesn't have to be the last move you used on slow king. It can be the last move you used on its partner. That's, yeah, that's true. So you can that's actually true. pair slow king with a Pokemon that is weak to body press or to another 5pp slash 8pp move once you pp it up. It can actually be a strategy. Oh, you know what? Because you could do it in doubles, you could stack it with pressure. You can. Yeah, yeah. That's what I yeah because actually... And we're going to get back to this later, but the original Cantonian birds also seem to be back, according to the trailer. But we'll get back to that a bit later, because I would like to discuss Galarian Dynamax Adventures, which is something that takes up to four players, and the trailer specifies you need a smart device to join, so it may have integrated voice chat? We have the Jackbox of Pokemon It's so games. weird. I don't know why they would go. Oh, so fascinating. I did not know about that. that they I did not either. I, I thought it was just a, I thought it was the same type of system I that they were the using for their raids. I thought the same thing too, but like, then Austin John Plays pointed out on YouTube that there's a little caption at the bottom of the video that says, compatible smart device is required. So maybe it's just you need your Nintendo account, like through that. That would be so weird though. And you have to connect through there. I, I don't know how I feel about that, and I think we need to find out more about it. It's like how you can only organize trades on yeah. home from your phone. It's it's weird. Yeah. I don't like that, but we'll see. I'm not sure if that's yeah, I don't, necessary. 
Because I think that you have to be able to do the Dynamax raids either by yourself or with a I don't know, it does say required in the trailer. I guess we'll have to find out exactly what that entails. Uh, What we know about it right now is that you pick rental Pokemon, three of them. You can go into like a branching sort of map and choose which type of Pokemon you're going to encounter in a Dynamax den. And if your group defeats that Pokemon, one of you gets to keep that Pokemon and trade it in for one of the rental Pokemon they were using previously. At the end of each adventure, you encounter a legendary Pokemon that all four players have a chance to capture if you defeat it. There's also an endless Dynamax adventure format where you just keep going until you lose, which uh, I guess they really want us to put a lot of hours into that game. I think this is really cool because it gives another aspect of the whole mm-hmm. make sure you have the right mods for your team to like go buy all these Dynamax things. It also makes like Raid Night a lot more different where yeah. it's Dynamax Adventures Night. But it's also rentals only, right? Like you can't take your own Pokemon. Well, it's only rentals. Battle Factory? That's kind of mm-hmm. like the... Battle Factory, yeah. Oh, that's cool. I thought you can bring your own stuff in. That's even better. Which then. makes it probably a lot harder to catch the legendaries because you've got I hope you get something like that can handle that it. Because now that you don't have to do it over and over and over again yeah. for VGC or competitive, because you can just pretty much edit everything. Because by the way, you now get an ability patch, which confirmed we we knew from the leaks, mm-hmm. but Love that. you can give a Pokemon its hidden ability if it doesn't have it. That That's a real big one there. It allows a lot of things to, oh no, we're going to get like Wish soft-boiled on like... No, we're not, because it can't have soft-boiled because it needs to be battle-ready. Yeah, they didn't break ah, the game completely yes. by giving us that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, I was worried. But little Timmy can take his Charmander to Charizard from, yeah, yeah, yeah. That way back when that he keeps transferring over. And now make it the, a solar The trailer yeah. specifically makes a point about you taking your Galarian starter, giving it the hidden ability, and uh, Gigantamax Soup so that you can make it fully competitive. Yeah. I guess if you, oh, if you yeah. picked Cinderace or Rillaboom. The one question I have with the Dynamax Adventure still is that, like, I, I'm pretty sure that, like, mm-hmm. that's the new co-op thing that we can do, like, with other people. Uh, I, I just want to know more about that. And if, like, you need to guarantee to have four people in a party, or if it's going to be, like, oh, you have to, like, I don't know, like, do something with the app and search for other players, and then you get three other players to join you, or... Can you go with just two people? Do you need to have it four? It says it's up to four players, so I'm guessing yeah, you can do less Yeah, because the other than. thing that you would think would be a co-op, but it's not, is the Galarian Star Tournament, which uh, we kind of know. Uh, they, we they don't do know tell that, you, ha- you have to select an NPC. Uh, it's true that we don't know everything about it yet. Darn. What I do know is that it looks really, really cute. Like, you get to... It's like the multi-battle mm-hmm. factory from... I just, I just think it's uh, nice Diamond that Pearl. you get to, you know, still interact with the NPCs, even from the previous DLC, and you get to actually pick. Like, you're not stuck with, say, your rival. Imagine being stuck with Hop for the entirety of... The... No. No. Ew. Does he have his legendary Pokemon on him? No. He has a double. I mean, he could, he could have... Like the Zamazenta slash Zacian in the back. You don't know. Yeah, maybe that's in the back. 
That would be broken. I don't think he would. I thought they released him afterwards. Because mm. I bet you'll have to fight against it. You're right. You're right. You're right. If you go up against him, so. I think in the back, if anything, I'll have a starter. Because you'll only be able to bring in, like, three Pokemon at most. <laughs> Double starter legendary. Calling it now. Okay. <laughs> I, I need to mention this. I need to mention this because at the end of the trailer was possibly the best piece of Pokemon media I've ever experienced, which is a music video by the Japanese band Bump of Chicken. Yes. The song is called Gacha. And if you didn't stick around at the end of the trailer, you're a fool. You need to watch that music video. It has so many deep, Pokemon oh. references that just shows you that the people who made it have a deep and long-lasting love for the video game series. It has incredible aesthetics. The music is great. And 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 it has a reference that is so brilliant. I miss it. But some smarter people than me did not miss it. And the music video starts with four boys who might be the band members, I don't know, uh, walking along the railroad tracks like in Stand By Me, which is the movie your mom is watching when you live on your journey in Pokemon Red and Blue. It's amazing. Like, how deep is that? Yes. I Like, for the entire music video, I was thinking, can't we have an entire series of this? I would, I would like, if you made it, like, DVD only, I would buy it. I would give you money for this. Like, I love it that much. But uh, enough about music video. I promised I would not spend your entire topic talking about it. It, it was amazing. There's, there's two things that... It was really good, though. Go check like, it out. I want to know that I think are implied by the trailer, but I'm not sure. One of them is, does the Crown Tundra have as much story as Isle of Armor? And personally, I think the answer is yes, at least that. And the second thing is... I feel like it has like, to, we yeah. We knew the Legendaries were coming back because, again, leaks. But I did not expect the trailer to put so much emphasis on the fact that all of the Legendaries are coming back. Like... They even made a point of showing you a non-Galarian Moltres, just so that you know that they're all back. There is a comprehensive list on the Pokemon website that tells you all of those Pokemon are coming back. So this, to me, kind of completely destroys Thatch's theory of a third DLC with the complete national decks at the beginning of next year. So... With that, mm. I I do think that this will be the last DLC for uh, Sword and Shield. However, because they brought back all the legendaries, I, I think they have to do mm -hmm. something with the other couple hundred mons that are still left. Mareep. That have not been Mareep. brought back. I'm looking at you for it. I'm looking at you, Breloom. Snivy! Snivy. Um, mm. So, like, I do think there will, and a lot of the mons missing are from Generation 4. So that does, like, lead some speculation that there could be a Diamond and I... Pearl remake that could then have all of the other mons that are missing. 
That's just my best guess because I don't think they're going to do I, another, unless they like, do I a DLC drop in addition DLC to this. That's just because the rest if they of the had, Pokemon. Like told you, oh, these four legendaries are back in the trailer, and then just left the others in the code and in the Dynamax Adventure Dance. I would be like, okay, this is not their ultimate game for this generation, like they're making it out to be. And I'm not saying the generation is over, obviously. It would be an incredibly short one. Yeah. It did feel very much like when they gave us Auras or Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon, when they were like, all the legendaries are back, you can catch them all. And it just had the exact same feel, which I wasn't... That's true. They do that towards the, in both of those instances, right? Because you can't say, oh, well, they did this before, because they don't care what they've done before. Like, they'll do whatever they feel like doing. But in the previous two generations, when they said all the legendaries are back, that was the end of that era also. It was way more than a year. I mean, listen, Gen 7 was not very old either, right? Like, you just had, was it? It was a year or a year and a half, and then, uh, to like Ultra Sun and Moon, and then another year, year and a half until... Let's go. I just don't see them doing a generation every year. That's completely undoable. They won't. I don't think they will either. Um, I agree with that because that's the only thing I can think of. Maybe there still could be uh, something else. Yeah. With the feel of this trailer. So the only thing I can see coming is the remake. They might surprise us yet. Like they've been throwing us curveballs for years at this point. Or one thing I could see happening is what had happened earlier with Sword and Shield is mm. there were Pokemon that were not, like, uh, catchable, but that could be yes. transferred when they introduced something, right? Yeah. Like, that's how a few of the legendaries trickled in to begin with that could be transferred. If there is another game in the generation, I'm sure that that will happen with Sword and Shield. Like, that we'll get some kind of patch that allows you to trade and battle with the newer game in the generation mm. i don't because i just expect them to make you get the new game yeah I, I would agree with that i'm saying they're gonna be in the code so you can trade them and battle them because i don't think like the blacephalon situation in gen 7 was very well received. yeah but hmm. well that's an interesting question yeah and also since we now have dlcs like the concept of you this buying a game and- just to get a handful uh, of new Pokemon is completely out the window, especially with the way they handled the DLC. Like, they did patch in the, the DLC Pokemon for the people who did not purchase the DLC, even though they were very few people. So I don't expect them to say, oh, this 200 Pokemon will never, ever be seen in Sword and Shield to the point that you can't battle someone who buys the 2021 game. I don't know the extent to which they will be patched in, but if there is another Gen 8 game, and I really don't see how there could not be one since they appear to be done with Sword and Shield again right now. I wouldn't put it past them to not put any other games out because we put so much more into Sword and Shield, you know? Right, like them doing the Isle of Armor and the Crown Tundra could have been interpreted as the next quote-unquote game, right? Yeah. Essentially gives you a generation that only has two games officially, even though I agree that the DLC counts as like at least half of a game. Yeah, I would say the two DLCs put together are like two-thirds I mean, between of the two game. DLC, yeah. Oh, by far. 
Mm-hmm. And I'd rather them do that than just do, like, the equivalent of a Ultra Sun, you know? Or it's yeah, because like, we didn't get anything nothing. from Ultra Sun. Like, nothing, right? Yeah. But that brings the point of, like, they have to add it, like, if they said they're going to add in almost 50 legendaries to the game, like, I doubt they're all going to be in this Dynamax Adventures endpoint. Like, I can see all of, like, the cover arts being there, but, like, that would be extremely tedious. It doesn't include mythicals, and well, I think... It doesn't include mythicals, from what I understand. Like, it's legendaries, but it's not mythicals, mm. so there's also those missing. It doesn't include Ultra Beasts, either, which, like, lets me believe there is more to this story of Crown Tundra that we don't know. Like, I, I fully mm-hmm. believe that, unlike Isle of Armor, where it was the whole thing is you go on this adventure to try and, like... Get the cub food. And once you get it, everything's done. I think there's going to be a little story mm. in the beginning. Yeah, that's And then possible. afterwards, it's going to branch off into, all right, you can choose the different path you want to go to find or do whatever legendary you want. Remember that we haven't actually mentioned this before in this episode because this was known beforehand. But we do get the temple with the two new Regis and we get the tree with the three Galarian legendary birds. So... That's going to be a lot of stuff, I think, to get through because there's a shot in the trailer mm-hmm. of the trainer running after Galarian Articuno. So maybe they're trying to do some Gen 8 equivalent of a roaming legendaries. They do seem to enjoy making you run around the map over and over and over again with Digimama in the Isle of Armor. So maybe there's that. Mm-hmm. Maybe they, like, the fact that they are giving you an endless game mode with the Dynamax Adventure makes me think they want you to play this game for a very long time. So maybe they're buying themselves time to do the next thing next year? I don't know. We'll see. Like, I mean, I would, if they are going to do more DLC... Well, you know, I could see them announcing two DLC things next year the way they did for this year, also. Yeah, I, I can totally see them being like, all right, we're going to bring in all of the Pokemon from this generation that we're missing in right. all the next two DLCs with two other little adventures and not worry about legendaries anymore. Or maybe this is their way of bringing in like, oh, we're going to give you more Galarian forms. I'm thinking that little kids will be very, very excited about getting their favorite super powerful legendary back. I don't see little kids getting super excited about, oh, finally we get Mareep back and another like six hours of story. Yes, but if they're targeting towards little kids, they're going to do a let's go Johto rather than do like a a DLC. Like in, in order to keep selling a generation, you have to keep stepping higher with the hype. And I don't know how you get something more hype than the Crown Tundra, where you get all the legendaries back. Mm. I just can't figure it out in my head. Like, maybe that's just me. Well, maybe it'll be, like, more new things, you know? Because we introduced two Reggies in this one. So they could be like, oh, but in the next one, you get Reggie blank, right? Like, they could introduce new things that could, like, entice... I mean, unreleased towards this, there's supposed to be two legendaries and two, like, quote-unquote fusions of those legendaries that are supposed to be able to happen that we know still know nothing about if that's even there. Oh. Oh. Like, in the source code, it says there's, like, there's two other, like, Pokédex mm. numbers. I think there's two or four Pokédex numbers that are still unclaimed. 
that we don't know about. And they're not for mythicals? Like, I see it as a, like, Blacephalon and Stack Attack, where there's these two new months, or Naganadel, where they weren't there before, but now that we are going to this new area, they can show up and we can see them. If you can put in, like, two legendaries and say, I don't know, two Galarian forms for each section of the new DLC, and a hundred returning Pokemon, like they did in Isle of Armor and Crown Tundra, yeah, I guess people would get excited enough about that in, you know, the Pokemon company's mind. So yeah, yeah, you're right. That could still happen. But I mean, Pokemon knows what they're doing. Like, they're appealing to people one way or another. I just think we need a better, I want to say like better battling. Mm -hmm. Like, I still want my Pokemon Battle Revolution back. I still want the timer back. Because every time I... Same. Oh, you're getting Both rid of, of the those timer. things. Both every of Every time things. I get excited about saying, oh, wait, I actually remembered how cool this particular Pokemon's shiny is. Maybe I should shiny hunt for it. I then go in my head, but then I can't use it in game for anyway. What? So <laughs> what's the point? You know? Mm-hmm. You're right. That is still, I think, the big thing that Pokemon needs to do is just make that timer modified. Like a modifiable timer so you can choose to like i think there has to be something because otherwise people will just sit there and make you oh wait of forever. course there, ha- there has to be something you can bring back the 60 minute like the six the 60 minute timer as it was in gen Perfect. 7 and gen 6 worked very well to me you can even pair it with own time the chess clock that they've been using lately so that stalling someone out by waiting the timer away is going to make you lose automatically, which is fair because that's a sucky way to play. Again, I think that's just right and they don't trust their servers, but I can tell you they're missing out on probably not just me actually playing the game, but probably a ton of other people who love to play on cart and they can't, at least not with the rules they would like to use. Not, not, yeah, not what they want to play on cart. Yeah. Because, like, listen, if you play doubles, then you weren't bothered. <laughs> and doubles is fun, but... But it's not what most people play. Like, you, you can't give me an entire game of 6v6 single battles and then say, no, you can't have this when you play with your friends at the end of the game. That's just silly. I don't like yeah, that. Yeah, I'm not going to say nothing. <laughs> I'm not going to say nothing. Yep. Nope, not saying nothing. I'm not going to say nothing. Let's all not say anything anymore. <laughs> you know what I will say? You know what I will say is Isle of Armor was the most fun I had so far with Sword and Shield, so I'm even Fair. more excited for Crown of Fair. Tundra. Yeah, and I, I think there's more content in Crown Tundra than Isle of Armor, because Isle of Armor, I remember I did the whole story in like a day, caught everything, mm-hmm. found all the diglets, and yeah. that was it. I don't think I've touched Crown Tundra pretty much again, besides like going back mm-hmm. for some items and... Pokemon. Catching. I had a lot of fun catching all of the Pokemon that required specific yeah. weather in specific places. I had fun with it. I, it was the most fun I had yeah. playing Sword well, and Shield. I mean, no, uh, not for me, because the most fun I had playing Sword and Shield was actually playing in a voice call on our Discord with, like, Sparky. Yeah, Sparky. Mm-hmm. Well, the first and day? Sure. Yeah, and that was a lot of fun. I'm just, like, in terms of the That was the, the absolute, itself, yeah. like, top of my Pokemon experience. Uh, I think we're getting off topic, so we can actually close out the topic and we are finally going to go find out how the Dene can make your life very, very terrible in our Pokemon of the Episode segment. (laughs) 
episode. And welcome to our Pokemon of the episode. The Pokemon of the episode today is National Dex number 702, the Dene, the Antenna Pokemon. It's Pokemon Shield Pokedex entry. It says, since the Dene can't generate as much electricity on its own, it steals electricity from outlets or other electrical Pokemon. Ooh, so that's like rats chewing on wires, but instead of dying, it gets stronger. Yep. Evolution at its best. So the Dene doesn't seem very threatening. The only decent stat it has is 101 speed which makes it a fast Pokemon, because everything above 100 is fast. But the rest is an HP of 67, an attack of 58, a defense of 57, a special attack of 81, which is usually only decent in very low tiers, and a special defense of 67. So it looks like it's nothing to write home about, this little electric and fairy mouse, but... We have found a way to make it a fierce and fearsome opponent. Claude, tell us why. So let me preface this by saying we had thought going into this week when McGee and I recorded our battles of the week that this was going to be the, like, this was, we were going to feature Obama Snow. Without spoiling anything, we soon, soon realized that Dedene is the true star of this team and it deserved the Pokemon of the episode Nod. Because the way Dene has a fun ability known as Plus. Mm. And for those of you that don't know what Plus does, because it's only on a few Pokemon, is if the other Pokemon on, on their side of the field, specifically for VGC, has minus, then both of you get a like 1.3 times special attack bo- uh, or attack boost. Mm. Okay. So we purposely paired Dene and Kling Clang together so they can have a plus and minus. This Dedenne that we were talking about uh, has 4 HP, 252 EVs in special attack, 252 EVs in speed, Timid Nature with Rising Voltage, Dazzling Gleam, Volt Switch, and Ally Switch. Hmm. Uh, and the, the Dene is carrying a Life Orb. Okay, so plus and minus and the Life Orb actually make it decent. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's like plus 60%. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you're adding almost like a choice specs to it. I think it's actually more than 60% because you, you add the 30% to the 130%. So that's more. More. Yes. So, and, and that's the fun part about this is you have plus minus, you get to go, you go big with the Dene. Mm. So you get to hit electro, uh, max electric. Oh. If you survive, you have lightning. And then, then, then you get electric terrain out, oh. which even boosts your electric moves even more. So the Dene has been able to one shot more things than we've ever expected. Wow. <laughs> that's amazing. So like this thing is truly a nuke and it is phenomenally fun to use. And I mentioned we partner with Kling Clang with the minus ability. So the King Clang has a bit of a weird EV spread. Uh, it has 252 EVs in HP, 124 in attack, 4 in defense, 108 in special defense, and 20 in speed. Mm. And it knows Gear Grind, Ally Switch, Trick Room, and Protect. Oh. So this Kling Clang is designed to just sit there and try and survive. And you notice both these mods have Ally Switch. So depending on what you're up against... Dedene doesn't have to be the powerhouse. Kling Clang can do it. Amazing. Because he also gets the benefits from plus and minus. And they both have ally switch so they can switch around. And that's a lot of what we used it for is, oh, they're going to use a poison move into Dedene. Or a, and then so we switch around and switch and now it does nothing to Kling Clang. Amazing. The way this team is done is you lead these two in most scenarios and everything else is just 
extra that you may need to help beat things. Fantastic. And, and if someone is targeting the Denny with a ground type move and your air balloon is intact, well, I switch. I like that. Yeah, you can switch and go, and you have an air balloon. Speaking of already. ground types, in the back, you can bring the Smud Sail, which is holding a weakness policy. It has the ability Inner Focus. It has 252 HP, 236 attack, and 20 speed. I don't know what that outspeeds. Special defense. Oh, special defense. Thank you. I was thinking, it has a brave nature. Why would it have EVs in speed? <laughs> Especially since Clean Clang has Trick Room. So this is a really great Trick Room Pokemon. It has high horsepower, rock slide, heavy slam, and protect. And of course, you know that you expect Mudsdale to have stamina, but this one instead takes advantage of being hit with the weakness policy. So it's pretty interesting. Yeah, it has the inner focus instead of stamina for the Intimidates. Mm -mm -mm. Oh, that's right. Inner focus now prevents Intimidate. Amazing. That's what I was thinking. So along with Mudsdale, this team features Rapid Strike Gigantamax Urshifu. It's holding a Choice Scarf. The ability is, of course, Unseen Fist. It has an EV spread of 84 HP, 164 attack, 4 defense, for special defense, and 252 speed with an adamant nature. It's got Surging Strikes, of course, Close Combat, Rock Slide, and Poison Jab. It just hits hard and fast. It's an Urshifu. It's what it does. Yeah, I believe the EVs are to help it live some move. Mm. Something specific. Yeah. yeah. Alright, wrapping up the team, we have an Aboma Snow, which is not the star of the team, because Dedene is. Yep. But Aboma Snow's fun. Uh, yeah, it sets hail. Uh, we're also rocking with a mild nature and a focus sash. Because if you're using a focus sash, you can do that, you know? Mm-hmm. And a bonus snow is great because you have the blizzard that auto-hits both targets, right? Yeah. With that lovely chance to freeze something. Mm-hmm. Happens more often than you might, yeah. And then Ice Shark for priority. So even though it's slow enough to be taking advantage of Trick Room... It has the ice shard uh, so that it can bypass that altogether. Mm-hmm. Then you've got energy ball for your second stab and protect because it's doubles. Yes. You know. Yeah. I believe Obama Snow is mainly there just for weather control. Just to stop things like sun from being mm-hmm. too aggressive. Sure. And it does take advantage of the trick room too. A little bit. Mm, I don't, yeah. It actually has... It's got 160 speed, but it's like, what, 61 speed, base speed? Yeah, it, it will underspeed stuff in Trick like 60, It'll unspeed... There's a lot of stuff yeah. that's trying to go yeah. fast that, you know... It's got that middling speed where it can work regardless of what the circumstances are. Especially with the focus dash, you know it's going to take a hit. Mm-mm. Exactly. Yeah, and then wrapping up the team is uh, Arcanine. And it's just... Ooh, it's just helping your whole team out. It's playing support because you've got the Intimidate to help out. You're rocking Snarl to also help out. So you could be dropping either attack or special attack. You've got that Assault Vest, so it's very tanky. And then you have Extreme Speed for priority. Uh, We're doing a Modest Nature, 252 HP EVs, 4 defense, 76 special attack, 156 special defense, and 20 speed. And with that high special defense investment, that Assault Vest is really going to boost it, you know? Yeah, it's going to take you very, very far. And its moves are, as mentioned, it has Extreme Speed and Snarl, which both have great utilities. You also have Heat Wave, which is spread damage with a chance to burn. And Burn Up for that nuke 
that gets rid of your typhoon. Which is amazing, in my opinion. Yeah. Nothing hits you super effective. Nothing hits you super effective. It's great. You're also immune and weak to nothing. So yeah. it comes with a trade-off. True. You weren't immune to anything anyway, though, if you reason Intimidate. So Yeah. But I'm like, you don't resist. Like, grass is now neutral against you. Well, granted, so is water. So it checks it yes, out. Yeah, but... You have an Obama's new and a clean clang on the team. Looking at how much support this provides, I feel like not having a weakness probably outweighs it, though, right? Because you've got your Intimidate, your Snarl. Oh, like, yeah. 100%. Seems like a net gain. Yeah. It's a fun move that, like, some, like, Therathorns are very annoying to deal with. Yeah. And I believe this is here to stop a Therathorn. I love it. Say no to Therathorn. So, as usual, you can find a YouTube video of our friend Claude and our friend P. McGee using this team on our YouTube channel, and you can find the paste and the code to rent this team on our Discord server in our Pokemon of the Episode channel. And with that, we can finally move on to the last, but not least, segment of our show, the mailbag. It's mail time! Sending your emails! And welcome to the mailbag. As usual, this segment is brought to you by the very fictional energy drink, Green Taurus, the energy drink that gives you hooves. Oh, that was such a nice one. So, as usual, we are going to be reading your listener emails that you can send in to our show using the address pucklepodcast at gmail.com. Every week, we have a question for you guys. But you don't necessarily need to answer that question. You can write us in about anything you think is worth saying, or maybe not even worth saying. Maybe you just want to check in and say hi. Do keep in mind that we can't read every single email on the show, but all the emails that are not right on the show are going to be put into the unread emails channel on our Discord server so that you can still have your email shared with the entire Puckle community. Without further ado, I think... Sublime has claimed the first email of today, which is from Mr. Gone Corfishin. He's Gone Corfishin. All right. Hey, Puckle Crew. Greetings from the Great White North. I love your country. Just an aside. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Canada. Mm-hmm. Gone Corfishin here. I'm probably the hundredth person to write in after that Crown Tundra trailer dropped, but what I heard Whimsicott and Sublime may be hosting this week, and they're two of my favorite co-hosts. Oh. So fingers crossed, you pick my email. We did. Thank you so much. We That's love so you sweet. back. Love it. Thank you so much. We love you back. I'm really looking forward to Crown Tundra and honestly surprised at how soon it will be here. I would have bet money on a November re- release. Honestly, same. Well, yeah. you know, you so many people pre-ordered it. I don't think it mattered when it came out, you know? True. Yeah. Like, they already have the money. They already, yeah. they already cashed the check. Yeah. A few of my favorites are coming back, like my boy Gibble. True. I'm very happy for the my chomps. Mm-hmm. And my Dragonites. The Dragonites, Yay. finally, right? <laughs> And I think that uh, the landscapes look gorgeous. A major upgrade from base, sword, and shield. Yes. Surprise, surprise, the Canadian... True. Also, that was another thing I've loved about the expansion so far. Mm-mm. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. beautiful. It looks yeah, amazing. Isle of Armor was gorgeous. I'm equally excited for Crown of Thunder for the same reason. A uh, Surprise, surprise, the Canadian likes the wintry stuff. I mean... I can't wait to spend hours exploring uh, all the different new areas in person. Were you going to say something? Yes, I was going to say that 
I just realized right now they gave us a tropical island getaway in the summer and they're giving us the crown tundra at the beginning of winter, essentially. And now I appreciate it even more. Yeah, that's a good point. That's fun. Plus, Avalog and Ice Cube floating the little icebergs, floating like little icebergs in the water. How cute is that? So cute. I love that's it. True. Uh, when, I, when I realized the icebergs were Avalogs, I was like, yes, yes, I agree with that. Mm-hmm. To be honest, I'm not expecting much from the story, and I don't really care about the new or returning legendaries. Hot take. I don't really like legendary Pokemon. Hmm. I find they don't have as much personality as the average non-legendary Mon, and I really only catch them out of obligation. You know what? I'm a... I can agree with That's that. Fair. I can agree with That's them. That's fair. I mean, That's you fair. never use them. You never get to use exactly. them. Exactly. Like, the, the only ones I really like are the ones, like, Suicune. I was actually able to use Suicune a couple of times competitively. That was fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There are a couple that I, I, I've grown akin to over the years. But... Everybody has their favorite legendaries, yeah. but I see what mm-hmm. he's saying. That's fair. I'm a guy of simple taste. Give me some nice new areas to explore, some new clothing to pimp out mm-hmm. my avatar with, and the ability to finally yes. have an all-gibble Pokemon <laughs> ch- uh, camp. And I'll have a ball with this new expansion fest. That sounds fun. You know, I never go to people's camps, but I would want to go to that camp. Mm-hmm. That's all I've got for now. Keep up the awesome work and see you all next week. Sincerely, Gone Corfishin. Thank you so much, Gone Corfishin. And you stay true, north, strong, and fierce. I yes. love that. That's great. Oh, sublime. Thank you. You, you got it. <laughs> I did. <laughs> <laughs> What's my name? <laughs> you know your name. Oh, you know. You know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, everyone who doesn't watch Drag Race Canada. I've, I've learned so much about Canada right? in the last couple of months. Let me tell you. <laughs> Anyway, Claude, you got this next email. Yep. Hi, Puffle Crew. GomezAdam72 here. I'm relatively new to the community, having only found it a couple weeks ago. Welcome. But I can say I already love it and the podcast. Well, thank you for joining and finding us. Thank you. Also, I love the Adams family. Love the name. That's great. Mm -mm. Episode is great. Uh, I've been going back, listening to older episodes to fill out my week, uh, fill out the rest of my drives each week after the new episodes each Monday. So... While I'm uh, scooch nervous, I thought it'd be fun to write in this week. And we appreciate you for writing in. We do. Thank you. Yes. As for stuff uh, I'd expect or hope uh, for out of Crown Tundra, I'm a simple man. It wouldn't take a whole lot to make me happy with the expansion. I'm kind of expecting the new Reggies to either be version exclusives, uh, either that or have them be like Urshifu's where you only get one per se file. Mm. I hope you're wrong. I really hope you're wrong. I don't want that. I want both of them. I like them both. Anyways. It'd be unfortunate, but it's the, exactly the kind of thing I'd expect from Game Freak at this point. Aside from that, the only thing I, I think I can reasonably expect is for Mustard to be somehow featured in Crown and Tundra's story. There was that weird bit of foreshadowing he gave you at the end of Isle of mm. Armor. All right. Interesting. I forgot about that, but yeah. That is fair, because uh, A, he appears in the Galar Star Tournament, and B, mm-hmm. he's the one who gives you permission to have your Pokemon following you in the Isle of Armor. And your Pokemon is also following you in the Crown Tundra, so he probably has some kind of influence over that area as well. Mm -hmm. My wish list is a little easier to think of, though, especially since I haven't looked at the Dex leaks. The first thing I'm really hoping for is for Sceptile to come back. But that one's definitely a personal wish, as he's been my favorite Pokemon for the past 18 years. Aside from the Dex hopes, I'd love for there to be some sort of battle facility aside from the Galar Star Tournament. I'm sure character iterations will be fun. I think with the battles, we'll get pretty old pretty quick. 
Last thing I'd love to see, though, is, I know it's a long shot, is the return of Mega Evolution. Whether it's in Crown Tundra, a second DLC pack, Gen 4 Remix, or Gen 9. I feel like TPCI had, has to be realizing it would only benefit them at this point. But that's just my opinion. And I agree Me with too. you. I think Mega Evolution should come back. Preach it to the choir. Mm-mm. And they do have a Battle Factory-esque facility in the yeah, that's true. Dynamax yeah. raids. Or, sorry, Dynamax Adventures, I should say. Yeah. And that could be fun. We don't know yet. We'll see. Who knows? But thank you time for reading this. Hope it was somewhat interesting. It, it was. was interesting. Thank you for watching yeah, and, and welcome to the thank, community. Yes, thank you so much. Yes, welcome. <laughs> okay, our last email for today is going to be from Eve. And she says, hey, Pokey Babes. If I got it right, the question this week was what we were looking forward to or curious about in Crown Tundra. So, okay, I wanted to do a bit of a twofer and also answer the question from last week because it sort of ties in. One of the little things I absolutely love in Pokémon is the adorable little bells and whistles that go along with the friendship mechanic. In particular, I recall playing X and Y and battling with Mazurnius the first time my friendship with it was high enough for those little battle messages to pop up. I loved it so much, and to this day, it's made me unbelievably attached to my beautiful dear buddy. Which is saying something, because I honestly don't know how much more attached to something so glowy and rainbow I could possibly be. Oh my god, this person is me. I'm getting that. I'm feeling that. (laughs) I have found another kindred soul through Buckle. (laughs) (laughs) I legit get sad when I don't have my friends in my newest game, so I truly think what I'm most excited for is bringing more of them over. I hate having to leave my Xerneas hanging. Also, total aside, transferring always makes me think of one of those very emotional, feel-good animal fostering videos that end with the animal going off to his forever home over upbeat music. This person heals me. We probably have the same YouTube breakfast. Anyway, in addition, though, there were so many unexpected fun little aesthetic goodies in Isle of Armor, and I'm also really excited and curious to see if we'll get any more of those in Crown Tundra. I hope so. I hope I got this email off on time. You did. Spoiler, and I'm breaking the fourth wall, but we usually record around 10 a.m. Eastern on Saturday, so you probably want to get your email in by Friday to have it read. Sending you all virtual high fives. High five! And high gratitude five. for high your <laughs> And gratitude for your wonderful podcast, Eve. Aww! Oh, all of these emails were so good. Thank you guys so much. She's the notorious EVE. We love it. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love it. I love it. These were great emails. Yeah, They are. I want want to give out a a Green Taurus badge. You know what? Can we just give it to all of them? Can we just do that? That's just not here. So we can do whatever the heck we want. Let's just do it. Let's just do it. So all of these three people are getting the Green Taurus badge. It's never been done before. For the first time in Puckle history, triple, triple, yes. bam. So if you were on the mailbag this week, just mention in the Discord that you won the Green Taurus badge and we will give you the roll. Good job, guys. When that is the way, we will play <laughs> the Taurus badge. <laughs> that will teach him not to leave oh, me. Oh, no. And the, yep. the entire episode <laughs> after a giant trailer and news drop. Come back, brother. Yeah, to celebrate Crown of Tundra. <laughs> that, that's fair. That That's a way more positive spin on it. Anyway, this is it for our mailbag. If you enjoyed what you heard on the show, if you want to be part of our wonderful Puckle community, 
the first and best thing you can do is come to our Discord server. There's always going to be a link in the description that will allow you to join the server. You're going to find us and Thatch and all the other hosts and co-hosts and all the other wonderful people you keep hearing mentioned on the show, the people who write to the mailbag and all that. On that server, there's always going to be someone to hang out with, someone to trade or battle with. You can keep up with all of our announcements, all of our news. You can participate in our tournaments. It's a ton of fun and I absolutely recommend it for everyone. If you want even more of us even after that, you can find us on pretty much every social media, although we mostly use Twitter. But we're also on Facebook. Sometimes we're on Instagram. And do we still have a subreddit? I never know if we still have a subreddit. I don't think we do. We used to. If we do, it's not active. Yeah. But anyway. You might be able to find it. Our <laughs> I don't know if we want them to at this point. It technically exists, but no. But anyway, you can find update links to all of our social media on pucklepodcast.com, which is our website, which is getting to be new and spiffy, and we're probably actually getting it to work this time around. So that's good. Now, after you're done with all that, If you think you want to support us in a more material way and you also want some swag for your body, your house, your garden, or whatever, you can head on over to TeePublic where we have a store that features wonderful Pokemon shorts by various designers, including some amazing art of us with our favorite Pokemon done by the one and only Basket. They're amazing. I I am so in love with the designs. If you have some cash left over after that and you want to help us even more, you can go to patreon.com slash pucklepodcast. You can become a patron. You get some nice perks, but mostly you get the satisfaction of helping keep the podcast afloat and keep the community fed. I don't know. Do we give you food except for white ramen? We nourish you with... Our content. We do. Thank you, Sublime. You get to participate in Pokemon giveaways according to the tier you're in, including this month. If you're a $15 tier patron, you get the full league badges, which, again, are absolutely amazing. So make sure not to miss out on that. And I think that's everything Patch's usual spiel. So... With a lot of gratefulness for having gotten through the entire episode with us and for being a fan of Puckle in general, I am the Fluffy Swimsicut. I continue to be sublime. And I'm Claude Nine. And here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's closing time.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.